Hello, my name is Jack Gantos. I'm here talking about Writing Radar. And this is a book which I believe in the hands of young writers and teachers is going to give people confidence, direction, and they're going to knock it out of the park. And they're going to write something, and when they put their name on it, they're going to go, yes, this is as good as any book I've read. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. Here are a few things you need to know about Jack Gantos. He's a sharp dresser. He's a great writer. And the guy is passionate about helping others realize their writing potential. I interviewed Jack Gantos at Nerd Camp in the summer of 2017. He had just given a standing room only presentation to educators about teaching writing with students. A lifetime of knowledge went into the talk. And now he's put that same knowledge into a book. It's time to unravel Writing Radar. The book started probably when I was in, in elementary school, really, when I was trying uh, very hard to figure out what to write about. It just seemed to me that the mystery of writing was choosing the correct topic. And of course, the correct topic is always your life, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're understanding, uh, what you're examining. And yet, at the same time, I was missing that moment. I was always reaching out beyond my own experience, trying to sort of assume an experience. And it wasn't until... I really started to pay closer attention to what was within arm's length of me that I think I started to see where material was. And that was the first inkling, I think, of a book, even though I didn't think of it as a book. It was the first inkling of inspiration. When I went to Emerson College for creative writing as a, as a, a student and uh, got my BFA in creative writing, and I started publishing books while I was an undergrad. And then when I got out, they hired me immediately. And I found myself in front of a classroom. And, and then I thought, I don't know anything. <laughs> and so I thought, my God, you know, like really dig down. What is it that you do know? What is it that, that you, know, you know intellectually? What is it that you know organically, you know, just from writing? And so I thought, let me just start teaching uh, from what I do, from making maps and lists and keeping journals and all of the, the writerly things I did. And let me reveal all of that to the students. And once I started doing that, then we all got on board. I had written several Rotten Ralph books for Houghton Mifflin in Boston. And I was living in Boston at the time, teaching at Emerson at the time. And uh, 
somebody in the PR department said, hey, why don't you go to a school you know, and, and read the kids? And I thought, sure, why not? And so uh, they gave me a school. There was a school in Newton. I went out there. I really wasn't sure what I was going to do outside of basically holding up the book, reading the book, and showing them. So I went out to that school, and I did that. And I came home, and I was absolutely horrified with myself. I was just sort of embarrassed because I didn't teach anything. All I did was basically read the book. So then by the second school, I thought, you know what? These kids are so smart. I can teach them really the same thing I'm teaching my college students. So let me unleash the teaching. So then I created a picture book grid, a 16-block picture book grid with all the elements, beginning, middle, and end, problem, action, solution. And then um, I started drawing that on the board. Every time I would walk into a classroom, I'd draw the grid, and then we would create a whole new book. So we would work on characters and get the story, and I'd march them through all the sophisticated little steps they would follow right along. Absolutely genius kids. You know, all you have to do is lead them to the right moment for them to, you know, creatively seize it. And I thought, okay, I don't have to change what I do for, in front of college students for second graders. And then after that, I was fine. I knew exactly what to do. I'd just walk in there and teach them. There's no such thing as watered down creative writing. If only I knew then. Even though I was writing books and I was getting published, I wasn't quite as articulate to myself about what I was thinking as I was writing the book itself. How I was putting a steering wheel on that project and like, okay, let's develop the character. Okay, now I've got that. Let's get the setting. If I'm going to get the setting, how does the setting in the most subtle way, you know, sort of echo the theme or the mindset of the character, the emotions of the book? I wasn't really talking to myself like that. Basically, I was just like taking a crack at all the, all the, the low-hanging fruit, you know, character, setting, plot, you know, crisis, uh, ending, um, polish it up, you know? And sometimes that would work. Sometimes the raw approach works. Now, you know, I think I know so much. Sometimes I wish I knew a little less. Sometimes thin slicing every thought becomes a burden. I think this issue of natural-born talent is one which needs to be investigated sensibly. People always say to me, oh, you know, you've got talent. Well, you know, it's not as if, like, you know, I have this moment or had this moment in my life where, you know, like, feel like the hand of God came down and slapped me on the head and went, you are a writer. You, you know, slapping somebody else, you know, you are some other task maker. I really think that if you want to work on books, if you really do want to dedicate yourself to this, then there are approaches that are beneficial and will bring out and build 
in a muscular way, in a, in, in, in a way that, that, that you feel like you're developing all the tools to write a good book. So I think when people look at you and they go, oh, it's talent, I mean, it's a lovely compliment, but quite frankly, you're missing the point. You know, if somebody said to me, oh, you're just so wonderfully talented, or if they said, you must work really hard at this. Yes, I work really hard at it. I read, I write, I have discipline, I understand my weaknesses, I try and get better, I reread, I'm constantly polishing, I spend hour upon hour over the most minuscule little aspects of it just to make it perfect. That is 90% of the talent. Everybody has the 10%. If you want to expand the talent into purposeful talent, then, you know, get on board the bus. You know, go into the library, read good books, set up discipline, get your journals going, get a decent pen, you know, treat yourself like a writer. And I think that people can do that. I've read so many books and had so many students that have gone on to, to write great books. And that's not because I opened a door for them and showed them the light. It's because I gave them some tools, they used them, and they applied themselves in a very disciplined way. And that was good. Thank you, Jack Gantos, for the interview. Thank you, Mary Van Aken, for making it happen. Thank you, Philip Stead, for our theme music. Additional music for this episode by Punk Rock Opera from the Free Music Archive. You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening. You know when you open a book and you start reading the sentences... There's uh, something that happens inside of a sentence um, that's alive or not. Mm-hmm.